If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim GK. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing uh, Ellen Rogan. Uh, we're going to talk about her book. Before we begin, we're going to actually take a station break, and we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to The Core Business Show. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. Good morning and welcome back again to the show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Good morning, Ellen. How are you doing? I'm great, Tim. So glad to be here. Thank you. Great. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I guess to begin with, our guests really love to hear about our guests. If you don't mind, tell us about yourself and how you got started. So um, I am, a, by background, a trained CPA and certified financial planner. I've been working for years with helping people learn to be great with money. And what I came to know from speaking in front of groups and working with hundreds and hundreds of people is that there are certain traits that people that feel really confident and calm and confident with their money all share. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily what people think. It's not just, oh, if I have tons of money, everything's awesome. Uh, so I really the last five to ten years I've spent really studying what makes these people happy and successful. And so that's where I'm spending a lot of my energy now is sharing this information with people. What are the common traits that people normally, uh, you're talking about security, uh, they think they have enough, uh, but they really don't. Can I walk us through the steps of your mind? Tell us the process and what you're actually seeing out there in the field that people, given that, that type of security, which they're really not secure. Well, a lot of the 
true security comes from having the internal belief that everything's going to be okay. Because I think where there's a false um, security is where people are so worried about losing what they have that then they live their life as if they don't have money. So, um, of course, important financial planning needs to be done. And people, you know, the number one secret is really to spend less than you earn. I know it sounds ridiculously simple. <laughs> but the truth is when I've seen people over the years, that's really what they do. It's not that they make these, you know, savvy, unbelievably successful investments. Sometimes that happens to people, but it's a pretty small percentage. Um, the real trait is, is spending less than you, than, than you earn. And to get true happiness and be really great with money, you have to do the internal work as well to make sure that um, that you feel confident and that you are generous with your money and that you feel good about it. Because, as I said, just having a lot of money isn't what makes us happy. Wow. In that same thought, you know, you have two philosophies going on. I guess it really depends on your background, how you actually grew up. Uh, if you were in a conservative family, you're really conservative. If you're in a liberal family or free will sphere, you have a different philosophy. And when you have couples coming together, you have two worlds. Sometimes you get the same world going on and sometimes you don't. Actually, how do you actually advise couples who have those different ways of thinking to think as one person? Well, um, one of the best ways to start is to really explore what it was really like growing up around money. Like you said, it has a huge impact on what shows up as our lives as adults. I don't think many people are aware of how big of an impact it makes. It's, you know, we develop our attitudes and beliefs about money at a very, very early age. Um, you know, Bruce Lipton says between conception and age seven years old is when a lot of our core beliefs get programmed into our subconscious mind. So with couples, if we really understand what it was like growing up around money, was, was there a lot? Was there not a lot? Was there talked about? Was there fights around money? All sorts of ways, it, what we saw and what we heard as well going, growing up around money makes a big impact. And I think one of the important things for couples is to, A, understand that, and B, I don't know that people necessarily think as one, but they can see how they complement each other to become even better. So, for example, when I first got married, um, my husband is a bigger risk taker than I am. And I initially <laughs> thought, I'm right, you're wrong, right? <laughs> and mm -hmm. Or my goals are the right goals and yours aren't. But what I realized is what a good compliment we are to each other. You know, he was also brought up really being a good saver. And we I wasn't ever taught to spend more than I have, but I wasn't taught how important it is to save. So I think that when we can look at things at how we really balance, that's one of a great way for couples to get along. Wow. You know, what's the common thing you normally will see, uh, the, if you name maybe one or two things that you commonly see within an individual or a couple that always keep recurring, what are the two things you normally will see in the couple or within that individual that keeps coming up? Well, with couples, I think they get busy and that there's not enough time and attention put on talking about finances unless there's a crisis. And then it's really hard. I mean, that's really stressful. If couples can make time to talk about shared goals, I mean, that's really why planning your money is important, is to figure out what it can do for you and your family and your community and whatever's important to you, not just to accumulate wealth. It's, it's 
using it as a tool for good in your life. So to make time to have these conversations and make sure that both people in the relationship know what's going on. There tends to be one person who takes more responsibility with this than the other, usually just because of a division of labor. But it's crucial that both of you know where things are, what's going on in this situation, and it's really both people's responsibility. I mean, I've talked to people who've been through divorce and, and were, like, shocked that there was all this debt out there. Well, you know what? They should have been, they should have been more involved unless they were really married to someone who's a, you know, a terrible liar. There's some responsibility that they need to take as well. They need to share their responsibility. Now, in your book, uh, kind of segue to there, the uh, Great With Money, Six Steps to Lifetime Success and Prosperity, what inspired you to write this particular book? I wanted to share information with more people than I could meet with or, or speak to one-on-one or even in larger groups. And what we came up with in this book is really a six-step process to prosperity. And I also wanted to share information in a way that typically isn't shared with many of my uh, peers in the industry. My industry, financial services, is very left-brain, very analytical, very numbers-oriented, which is important. But the whole part of people's visioning their success and um, looking at their core beliefs and celebrating success and being generous and grateful is never really discussed, and it is so incredibly important. And I believe that there's part of the reason there's so much financial dysfunction in our country is because we've made it just boring and hard for people to deal with their money. Wow. When you talk about those six steps, um, you know the secret, uh, the secret to uh, limitless prosperity. Kind of tell us that particular scenario. Um, what you're trying to convey to the people. Yeah, so the, the secret reader. is actually the seventh step, which is in the middle of the prosperity okay. circle. And that this is really counterintuitive to accumulating more, which is actually to be generous and give more. Wow. What happens is when people hang on so tightly to what they have, if you can imagine grasping on with your fist, like holding on so tightly. And I saw this happen in the depths of the recession. People who had been very generous before with charities or people in their life or whatever causes were important to them, hang on so tightly to what they have because they were so afraid to lose it. If our hands are clasped or we're holding so tightly, then we can't really bring things into us. Now, on the same hand, some people are really, really good givers and not necessarily good receivers, and that's just as important. It's really the other side of the coin. Both of these things are important. So when we want more, I mean, people, the listeners have probably heard the advice to pay yourself first, which is awesome advice, and we talked about saving and spending less than you earn. I also believe that people should set up an automatic giving plan where they take a percentage of their income and put it in an account to be given to whatever is important to them, to be shared with others. And it has us knowing that it's this energy around, we, there's more than enough. There's more than enough. And, um, you know, if any of the listeners have traveled to other parts of the world and we really see how people live, I mean, half the world lives on less than $2 a day. Mm-hmm. You know, many of us spend more than that at Starbucks every day, right? Uh, so, absolutely. You know, there is there are ways we can share, and it's not just with our money, and I do believe that's important. It's also with um, 
our our time and attention and energy. So in business, if I want more business, I give more referrals to people. And then things come back to me, not necessarily from the person that I gave it to. So it's a cycle of what goes around comes around. And mm-hmm. and actually, it's not really just a metaphysical concept. There's been studies on philanthropy that have shown that countries that are more generous, like the United States, have higher GDPs, and people that are more generous, they've tested this, that actually make more money. So if two people make the same amount of money, same education, and then one person gives $100, they end up making $300 more than the person who doesn't give it all. Wow. That's amazing. It's kind of a different spin. I know uh, there's two thoughts. I mean, there's a, the spirituality portion of it that keeps saying something, and then there's a universal uh, uh, philosophy that says the same thing. But it's, it's really, what you're saying is really better to give than receive. I'm not saying, actually, I'm saying it's that both of them are important. It's no, really good important. to give. Yeah, because if we don't receive, let's look at it from a different standpoint. Happy. Um, when we give, it, the other thing that it does is it makes us happy. Studies on happiness have shown makes us live longer and makes us happier when we're generous with other people and we're giving. If mm-hmm. I'm not open to receiving, then I'm hurting someone else's ability to be happy. Wow. Right? And I think that we, we it isn't better. I think they're both important, but to have that um, viewpoint that there's more than enough to go around loosens us up to not be worrying so much. And when we do that better things happen with our finances, right? Because it's all about, you know, the core of this is being calm and positive because when we're calm and positive, we're not freaked out and scared. And when we're not freaked out and scared, we make much better decisions, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else in uh, in within that uh, six-step system you want to actually point, highlight or point out to people uh, that they should focus on in your book? Well, I'll point out something that isn't t- a typical financial recommendation, but I found, and people have shared with me who've tried this, that it's actually really helped them a lot, which is to clear clutter. Now, we know that sounds funny, like how would that help your financial success? But what happens is when we have clutter, and we'll talk about two different kinds briefly, is we have paper clutter, right, all that stuff that comes in. It Mm -hmm. reminds us we don't take care of it, of things we haven't done, and our energy gets stuck there. And once we clear it out, get organized, we either physically find things we didn't know we had before or find mistakes and get them solved, but we also feel better. And then on the um, energetic side, when we are um, clearing our mental clutter, that's things that we know we should have done and didn't do or things we didn't do and should have done, that also frees up our attention to create more of what we want for ourselves. Hmm. Wow. We have one question here um, regarding uh, if a person wants to be kind of a planner in the future, what do you suggest that they need to do if they want to be in the financial industry as a uh, financial planner? Oh, great industry to be in. Um, One, they might want to consider getting their certified financial planning designation. It's actually a designation that you you learn a lot in the test process. Mm-hmm. Um, they can check into their local financial planning association chapter and start ne- networking with people. Um, yeah, there's it's it's honestly not always the easiest avenue of entry, but it's a really great profession when you can get in. But those would be the two resources I would start with. Wow. Anything you would like to actually leave our listeners with uh, regarding your book? 
The core principle that I want to leave the listeners with is that what we think and what we say about our money has a huge impact on what shows up in our lives, bigger than you imagine. So to be very disciplined and and clear about focusing on what you do want to have happen and not what you don't want to have happen. And there's there's tools, I wish we had more time, but there's tools and techniques in the book to help shift when we're having scary thoughts into um, more prosperous thoughts. Wow. And where can we find your book? Oh, Amazon. Um, it's called Great With Money, Six Steps to Lifetime Success and Prosperity. There's more information at ellenrogan.com. That's E-L-L-E-N-R-O-G-I-N. And actually, for the listeners, if they go to ellenrogan.com forward slash prosperity dash gift, they can get um, the downloads of seven uh, the seven steps, the six steps in the prosperity circle plus the secret sauce in the middle. And those they can download for free. Okay. What's the address again? It's ellenrogan.com, E-L-L-E-N-R-O-G-I-N.com, forward slash prosperity dash gift. Perfect. And lastly, if they want to reach out to you, do they go to the same website? Yeah, it'd be uh, great. I'd love to hear from them. And the person who had the question about financial planning, if they want more information, they can contact me about that as well. Great. Ellen, I really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about your book. Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you. Hopefully we can get you back in the future sometime. Thanks. I'd love to. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Everybody, you listen to The Core Business Show. I'm Tim J.K., your host. Uh, again, you can download this episode on Blog Talk Radio or also from your local affiliate. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a great day. Take care. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For more information about equipment financing and asset-based loans, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. Or call us at 866-611-7457. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to The Core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. And thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.